Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, we have several top headlines as we come on the air. The captivating evidence in the January 6th hearing, including the danger to then-Vice President Pence. Plus, what President Biden is saying tonight about the possibility of a recession. The bombshell testimony and the new pictures from January 6th of Mike Pence. Why his closest aides were so concerned about what the violent mob would do to the vice president. The Proud Boys would have killed Mike Pence if given a chance. Plus, the justice's wife. What we're learning about Ginny Thomas and her alleged involvement in trying to overturn the 2020 election. Breaking news, the new interview with President Biden. Why he says inflation isn't his fault. Tonight, as Wall Street panics, mortgage rates skyrocket. How much more will a new loan cost you? Tonight, the massive flood and new video from Yellowstone National Park. And the questions about why the governor is nowhere to be found. Plus, the major flight cancellations and delays due to severe weather nationwide. Tonight's other top headlines. A third American reportedly missing in Ukraine. Revlon files for bankruptcy. And finally, ahead of Father's Day, how a father-daughter bond led to a possible life-saving discovery. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Thursday night. Today we witnessed what some consider to be the most important January 6th hearing to date. There was powerful testimony from one of the most respected conservative lawyers in the Republican Party, warning ominously that the threat to democracy isn't over and that former President Donald Trump and his allies present, quote, 
a clear and present danger in 2024. Former federal judge Michael Ludig said Vice President Mike Pence prevented what would have been a revolution within a constitutional crisis. Strong words. And we learned today that rioters came within 40 feet of Mike Pence. And we saw new pictures today of the former vice president huddled in a secure location under the Capitol reading Trump's tweets. In the words of one of the committee witnesses, if the violent mob had found Mike Pence, they probably would have killed him. And we have some new reporting. CBS News has learned that former President Trump is following these hearings, and he is reportedly furious. We have team coverage tonight, starting with CBS's Scott McFarlane on Capitol Hill. Scott, good evening. Hey, Nora, the committee detailed an unprecedented pressure campaign against Mike Pence, which ignited the crowd, some of whom, the committee says, were willing to kill Pence. The riotous mob got within 40 feet of an evacuating Mike Pence on January 6th. Pence's lawyer, Greg Jacob, was with him. I don't think I was aware that they were as close as that. At least some willing to murder, according to the committee and an FBI informant. The Proud Boys would have killed Mike Pence if given a chance. The committee contended the mob was egged on by a tweet from Donald Trump saying Pence lacked courage. The situation was already bad, and so it felt like he was pouring gasoline on the fire by tweeting that. New images showed Pence hiding in an underground safe room. The committee also showed Trump in the Oval Office on the morning of January 6th when he put final pressure on Pence to block certification of the election in an explosive phone call. The conversation was, was pretty heated. It was a different tone than I'd heard him take um, with the vice president before. Ivanka Trump telling an aide what vulgarity he called the vice president. Do you remember what she said? Her father called him the P word. His aides say Pence never considered the scheme devised by California lawyer John Eastman to have the former vice president reject the electors and throw the election to Trump. There is no uh, justifiable basis to conclude that the vice president has that kind of authority. The committee said even Trump's chief of staff and Eastman himself knew the plan was bogus and dangerous. Former White House lawyer Eric Hirschman said he warned Eastman. You're saying that you believe the vice president acting as president of the Senate can be the sole decision maker as to, under your theory, who becomes the next president of the United States. And you said yes. And I said, are you out of your effing mind? I said, you're going to cause riots in the streets. After the attack, Eastman emailed Rudy Giuliani asking to be considered for a pardon. I assert my Fifth Amendment right against uh, being compelled to be a witness against myself. And when deposed by the committee this past December, Eastman took the fifth more than 140 times. Conservative Judge Michael Ludig, an outside advisor to Pence, said the threat to democracy remains to this day. Donald Trump and his allies and supporters are a clear and present danger. During the hearing, there was a letter release sent by the Justice Department to the January 6th committee asking the committee for copies of all the transcripts from all their interviews. The committee won't comment, but in the letter, the Justice Department says it needs those transcripts, Nora, to prosecute more January 6th criminals. Scott McFarland, thank you. Also new tonight, we learn the committee now wants to interview Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas's wife, Ginny, after new emails were revealed from the conservative activists. CBS's Robert Costa is here. So, wow, this is a new step forward. I mean, how soon could this happen?
Very soon. Nora, for months after CBS News and The Washington Post broke the news on this program that there were text messages between the White House Chief of Staff and Ginny Thomas, we have sought comment. Now Ms. Thomas has told a conservative media outlet, The Daily Caller, that she's willing to cooperate with the committee. And the committee this afternoon issued an invitation for her to appear. They will ask about those text messages as well as emails between her and John Eastman, who played such a prominent role in the story of today's hearing. Right. What were they talking about, and what do we know about Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas's role, if any? That is the lingering question, and the committee will certainly probe it. They have held off on a subpoena until now, but they want to know, did the justice who oversees cases on the election have any kind of discussions with his spouse or perhaps John Eastman, his former clerk, about those cases? Feels like there's still so much more to learn. This story is still unfolding. Robert Costa, thank you. Well, tonight, President Biden in a new interview arguing that a recession is not inevitable as he tries to calm the markets as the Federal Reserve works to bring inflation under control. But it was a brutal day on Wall Street. The Dow sank below 30,000 for the first time in over a year, and the S&P dropped deeper into a bear market. And with stocks down, mortgage rates are up, hitting their highest level since 2008. The average 30-year loan rose to 5.78%. That's up more than two and a half points since January. Here's CBS's Lana Zak. Across America tonight, housing anxiety. Our family is getting really big, and we really need a house. You would have to put more money into... Christina Hargrove, a real estate agent herself, has been crammed into a two-bedroom condo with her family house hunting for the last six months. Wow, Susan. What is keeping you up at night? Trying to find a house with the mortgage prices going up and gas prices and everything else. It's just been a bit of a nightmare, honestly. Her search, like those of other first-time buyers, is harder, with mortgage rates skyrocketing, the largest weekly jump since 1987. It creates a significant affordability challenge. Not only do you have very high rates of house price growth, you also have now you know, a pretty rapid increase in mortgage interest rates. It's a one-two punch for buyers already struggling to keep pace with a frenzied housing market. Since last year, home prices in Atlantic County, New Jersey, are up nearly 10%, up nearly 28% in Salt Lake City, Utah, and in Punta Gorda, Florida, Prices are up a whopping 34%. Everyone's very nervous. The rising rates are intended to help cool the housing market. Compared to a year ago, mortgage applications are down more than 50%. What's your advice? I say take a deep breath. Understand what your buying power is. And then when you go out and look at homes, you have to adjust what you're looking at. For Christina, that means searching in a lower-priced neighborhood. I will do everything that I possibly can to make it work, but right now, we just have to see. So to put it into perspective, Nora, with the higher prices and mortgage rates, the average new home buyer is going to pay $500 more a month or $180,000 over the course of a 30-year loan than somebody who bought their home just a year ago. Nora? That really does put it in perspective. Lana Zak, thank you. New tonight, the State Department says it is aware of reports that a third American has gone missing in Ukraine. This comes as the families of those captured U.S. veterans are desperate for, desperate for any information about their whereabouts. They fear the Russians may be holding the men. CBS's Chris Livesay reports from Ukraine. They had just gotten engaged. We decided not to engage so we can get married when he gets back. But now, Joy Black doesn't know when or if that will happen. 
the whereabouts of her fiance, 27-year-old Andy Wynn, along with 39-year-old Alex Drukey, are still unknown. Their families say Wynn initially did humanitarian work with church groups while Drukey was training Ukrainians to fight, but both eventually wound up on the front line. I'm really hoping that we can get some answers and find out where Andy and Alex are and get them home. Because that's all, all I want is Andy back. Both men from Alabama were fighting with a unit of foreign volunteers when something went wrong. Their fellow soldiers called Drukey's mom, Bunny, to tell her the news. All but two of the people had made it back, and Alex and Andy were the two that had not reported in yet. The Kremlin has not confirmed their capture, but Russian state media wasted no time discussing their punishment. Based on the precedent, there will be a death sentence, presenter asks this lawmaker. Yes, there are no other options. An unthinkable fate for Alex's mom. I'm not worried about him being in the Russian hands, not because of Russia, but because I know Alex's character. He is brave, he is tough, he is well-trained. There's part of him that's going, yes, I can do this. Now, the timing and circumstances are ominous for the Americans who went missing here in the Kharkiv region. Just last week, a Russian-backed separatist court sentenced a Moroccan and two British POWs to death for fighting alongside Ukrainians. Nora. Chris Livesay with that new information. Thank you. Tonight, Yellowstone National Park, one of America's treasures, is in shambles following an unprecedented amount of rain and flooding. It has suffered so much damage that the federal government is stepping in to help. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti reports tonight from Montana. Tonight, as the water recedes, new drone video shows what engineers say will take months to fix before reopening Yellowstone's North Gate. More than half a million people use roads like this to get to this part of the national park each year. Many of them stay in towns like Red Lodge, which was also hit by flooding. Now, businesses here are facing a wave of cancellations. Okay, you're needing to cancel. Larry Young owns the Alpine Lodge Inn. When did the cancellations start coming in for you and your business? Immediately, we've had over 150 cancellations. Still, he considers himself lucky. 250 businesses and homes were damaged or destroyed, according to Fire Chief Tom Kuntz. The river literally came right through here and went through these folks' house. The river was going through their living room. The surging river first ripped through the National Park Sunday. Before and after, satellite photos show the full extent of destruction inside the park. Today, Lieutenant Governor Kristen Juris toured the damage, standing in for Governor Greg Gianforte, who came under fire for not returning from an overseas trip. Where has he been all this time? For security reasons, we haven't disclosed his, his where he's been. Juris signed a disaster declaration in his absence, which was approved by President Biden this afternoon. But for now, this gateway to Yellowstone is closed, leaving towns like Red Lodge on the line. Just help our town out by uh, uh, supporting us by coming to see us again, all right? FEMA agents have arrived in town tonight. They're now inspecting dramatic scenes like the one behind me. The lieutenant governor tells me after inspecting all of this damage, she now believes it could take longer than October before the entire park reopens. Nora. Jonathan Vigliotti, thank you so much.
In Wisconsin, residents spent the day picking up the pieces following a night of severe storms, including several tornadoes. Some homes were damaged, power lines were knocked down, but no serious injuries were reported. Those storms are now moving east, forcing airlines to cancel more than 1,300 flights, with 6,000 more delayed. Elsewhere, record heat remains in the forecast from Georgia to Pennsylvania. As the country prepares to mark Juneteenth, which commemorates the end of slavery in the United States, we are taking a look at the effort to bridge the nation's racial divide. We traveled to Louisville, one of the most racially segregated cities in the country. In tonight's Eye on America, CBS's Adriana Diaz shows us how narrowing the gap begins with a walk across one street. Ninth Street in Louisville is where the divide happens. West is mostly black. I grew up as far west as you can go. East, mostly white. I was more on the east side, right? Sherry Bryant Hamilton and Angie McCorkle Buckler grew up on opposite sides of Ninth, but they've been coming to the symbolic street, to the Fraser History Museum, to create a bridge. If we don't talk about it, we don't learn about it. Tension was high. They're attending packed panel discussions about race relations in Louisville, from policing to busing. Though the city's more diverse than ever, segregation has proven stubborn, compounded by years of systemic racism. What do you say to people who, who think that there's too much discussion about race? I don't know where they're living. May I have your blindfold, please? <laughs> the panels are organized by Rachel Platt, a former news anchor running community engagement for the museum. They're tough conversations. Not everybody's in for them. Not everybody agrees that a museum should be having them. You have to really be committed to this. We want to go to May 7th, 1968. This panel was about the Black Six. Five men and one woman, Bryant Hamilton's mother, arrested in 1968 after a white police officer beat a black man. That history is not so long ago. You think something happened 50 years ago, 55 years ago, but it could have happened yesterday. In 2020, Breonna Taylor's killing became a painful reminder of that past. I've heard people say, well, but, but you weren't part of slavery. You know, that's been gone for years. Well, it's these kinds of incidents, the toll and the effect it can have on the families, long-lasting for years to come. So we have to understand that in order to try and meet people where they are, I think. People are too complacent and they don't realize that we're all in this together. We're going to sink or swim together. A community trying to change its future by understanding its past. For Eye on America, Adriana Diaz, CBS News, Louisville. And today, the mayor of Louisville publicly apologized for the mistreatment of Hamilton's mother and the other members of the Black Six. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
A new serious setback tonight in the baby formula shortage. Abbott once again halted production in Michigan after severe storms caused flooding inside the plant. The company only resumed making Elecare less than two weeks ago. The FDA will return to the plant on Friday to get the facility up and running. And Revlon filed for bankruptcy. The cosmetics giant has been struggling with supply chain issues, a steep drop in sales during the pandemic, and competition from celebrities like Kylie Jenner and Rihanna, who have their own cosmetic lines. Ahead of Father's Day this Sunday, we have this great story about a special father-daughter bond. As CBS's Jan Crawford reports, in this case, it was life-saving. Even before she took a class at Auburn University on hearing loss, Rachel Rulin knew something was off with her dad, Joe. We would say something to him, and he would not hear it, or he would, like, repeat things, and we'd be like, well, we just said that. The more she learned, the more she pushed him to get it checked out. He wasn't worried. I thought I was maybe back in my 20s. I was at a concert that was really loud or something like that. That messed up my one ear. Home for Thanksgiving, Rachel insisted he see a doctor. Since his hearing loss was only in his left ear, Joe assumed he'd just be getting a hearing aid. We never would have thought that it was a brain tumor, though. A tumor called an acoustic neuroma that, if left untreated, can be fatal. We don't know what, what would have happened if... I didn't take that class. Joe had surgery to remove the tumor in February and is back to living life to the fullest. What are some of the feelings that you'll be having on Father's Day, Rachel? Um, just probably super grateful that he is able to live the life that he lived before. And what about you, Joe? I'm just happy that um, we'll have many more years together. Thanks to a daughter taking a page from the dad playbook, looking out for the people we love. Jan Crawford, CBS News, Washington. A big announcement tonight. 11 cities in the U.S. have been chosen to host games at the 2026 World Cup. Atlanta, Boston, Dallas, Houston, Kansas City, Los Angeles, Miami, New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, San Francisco, and Seattle. The U.S., Mexico, and Canada will jointly host the tournament. Good news. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. Okay. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sant from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free starting May 1st with a 48 Hours Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts.